Bombing down Poinsettia, chapter 26. Wholesomely hurtful affection. It's Christmas. Baby, please come home. So I was on a, a bit of a shopping spree over there on one side of the Beverly Center as consumer Chris Isaac. While Summer was working the other side of the Beverly Center, under God only knows what name, where she said she had something that she needed to do for you know, a quick 800 bucks. No, it wasn't that work. <laughs> that was my question, too. You're not working, are you? No. She playfully grimaced. I just have something I can do over there to bring in a little extra cash. I don't know what it was. I didn't ask. She didn't volunteer. I didn't ask. It could have been sex. I, I doubt it, though, because she would have told me if it was. Well, she was busy doing her thing. I hit the department stores. That's right. And it was really cool, I have to say. Walking around, there were two stores I was allowed in to go shopping. I had like $1,000 in each store. I was like, fuck yeah. They were really nice department stores. The problem was, I was 20. I didn't know how to buy for a woman. I had like 45 minutes to get the Christmas shopping done because Summer wanted to meet me at the car. Wanted to meet me at the car in 45 minutes. Oh, yeah, that's right. When you're signing all the credit slips after a pop rock star and, 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 and your woman's on the other side of the Beverly Center shaking somebody down for $800, you don't want to be hanging around all fucking day. So, Christmas shopping's quick! We both wanted a uh, traditional Christmas. Despite the fact that it was 70 fucking degrees outside, we sat there in our underwear. Well, I was in my underwear. She was in her robe. Yeah, at the Christmas tree, like a couple of kids. Christmas morning, I opened up packages containing new boots and a variety of other clothes. I got a new pocket watch, cologne, a wallet. I even got a necklace, underwear. A loofah? I don't know what the fuck a loofah was. I mean, Summer had one hanging in the shower, but I didn't even touch it. I looked at it. You know, it didn't matter, though, because I had one now, too. She bought it for me. I just didn't know what the fuck to do with it. Well... After she had handed me all of my presents, I started handing her the ones I had bought for her that, I'm ashamed to say, made absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. I was 20 years old. If I can use that as an excuse, and I believe I can, even though I'd been married twice already, I knew nothing. I knew how to fight for him, screw him, kiss him, get mad at him and cry over them, but I had no idea what the fuck to get them on Christmas. <laughs> I got her a big 
Leather Journal. A big book leather bound journal with an imprint of a fucking green lizard. <laughs> with this. Like some third grader did it in shop or something. God. Yeah, the only thing worse than a leather belt with your name on the back is a journal with a big green lizard imprinted in the leather on the front cover. That's right. And criminals don't keep journals anyway. That's what made the gift even more idiotic. Why would you want to keep any secrets in that? But I, I give it to her. For some reason, I thought it was original. That it was. Thank you, baby. Summer graciously said as she threw the wrapping paper to the side and kissed me. I love it. I mean, I didn't know if you, you know, like to write things down, you know, about your sister or anything. Yeah, I played that card. Fuck off. Yeah, I do. Thank you. Second present didn't get any better. Even if you fucking need them, dishes are never a good gift. To any woman, whether you're in love with them or not, asshole. Hey, we needed dishes, okay? And I did most of the cooking, being that I've been cooking since I was seven, standing up there next to the stove with mom after going out hunting for the fucking food with my stepdad after beat the shit out of me, fucker. Anyway, what was I babbling about? Oh, yeah. It was a shit gift. But I bought them. Nice china plates. In a one-bedroom West Hollywood apartment. I finally hit a home run. When I handed Summer, like, ninth present. Handed her the big round oval package. She opened it right up, and, yeah. I hit a home run with a brand new thick terracloth robe. She grinned, eyes wide, clutching the robe to her chest, then standing up, taking off the old robe. You like it, baby? I asked, smiling, watching her stand there naked as she slung the new robe around her shoulders. Oh, I love it. She smiled, pulling the robe tight around her body, leaning down to kiss me. All right. I can breathe again. I'll wash the new dishes. New Year's Eve rolled around. We spent a few hours over at Barrick and Chris's new place in North Hollywood. <laughs> They'd recently got kicked out of the sticks. Finally took a place in town. Yay, right there off Lancashire Boulevard. There's a great big house up front and a guest house out back. And the servants' quarters in the very rear. Guess where Barrick lived. <laughs> anyway... Christian lived in the guest house and the patio cobblestone they had between those two homes, a great place to party. Summer and I didn't go over and party, but we just swung by to say hi, check out the house. And then Summer and I just didn't have any desire to go out and party. Everybody always asked me, you ever go out to clubs on New Year's Eve and stuff? Nah. I was just never that interested in being in some fucking sweaty nightclub on New Year's Eve. I mean, I'd done enough of that with Mark banging around, and, you know, going to see Haunted Garage and Four Non Blondes and everybody at the Scream and shit. That was enough. I had more fun icing down some champagne at home watching Dick Clark on TV. That was me. Call me. And I'm glad. 
Summer was the same way. <laughs> I guess when you run during the week, on the weekend, you're ready just to settle down and stay home, you know? <laughs> it's kind of like growing up on that farm back in Oklahoma. We hunt to eat, not for sport. So when I got older and all my friends wanted me to go hunting, no, I'd rather go to the grocery store, man. I was driving the summer's former core on the Hollywood Freeway, heading back to Poinsettia. We were in the far right-hand lane preparing to exit when suddenly a Porsche cut me off out of nowhere so aggressively it nearly caused me to lose control of the Mercor. And looking back on it, I suppose I should have just let the fucker hit me. I, I don't know. Summer screamed. As I regained control, I had to go off the road to keep him from running into me. Yeah. I'm guessing drunk, but I don't know that. I managed to get back on the road and being the young man that I was, yep, I was pissed. Road Rage, 101 Freeway, Hollywood, California. That McCor could move. It was no Porsche. Let's get that right. But it could move in short bursts just as quick as a fucking Porsche. I got right back on that Porsche's ass, hung tight as we wind her way down Highland Avenue. Summer gripped the door. Brett, stop! Nope, fired back. One hand threw it over my shoulder. Brett, please don't, baby, don't! I didn't even respond now, just continued following the car on Highland Avenue. Not far from a church. Suddenly, without warning, the Porsche locked it up. Yeah, they hit the brakes, the emergency brakes, everything, right in the middle of the fucking boulevard, dead center of the street, I shit you negative. So naturally, I had to slam on my brakes, directly behind it. Now, it could have been white guys, black guys, Asian fellas, it didn't make a shit to me. I wanted the driver's ass. I have to admit, though, it was hilariously ridiculous just the same. A steady stream of Latinos poured from that small Porsche. I'm not saying anything untrue or unfair. I'm not talking two or three guys or even four guys. There were no less than five fucking guys in that fucking Porsche. To this day, I can't imagine how the fuck they were riding in there. But there were five fucking guys in that fucking Porsche on Highland Avenue, Hollywood, California. Okay? Summer, I began. When I get out, you jump over here in the driver's seat. I said, looking over at her and then looking back at the guys. If I start getting my ass beat, get the fuck out of here and go home. Forget about me. You hear me? I watched as she sharply nodded her head, looking back at the occupants of the car as they began to stream out. Please, this is driveway, Brett. Uh-uh. Not a fucking chance, I said, slamming the door. I wasted no time going for the driver. He still stood in the confines of the, the open door of the Porsche. I don't understand that. Of course, all his ass buddies were crowding around the rear of the car. As I marched towards the driver's side, one of his friends stepped forward, gritting his teeth at me and throwing his chest all bowed up. Faked a right and kicked him square in the balls. Put him between me and all his boyfriends. I went straight for the fucking driver. I'm a lefty, but my right arm worked too. 
Driver put up his fist preparing for an altercation. I didn't give a shit. Ignored it. I went straight for him, slammed the left hook into his fucking eye socket, then grabbed the top of the hair of his head and shoved his head between my legs. I knew there was other guys I'd have to deal with. All of his comrades jumped on me, desperately trying to beat me off his fucking boyfriend. Yeah, whatever. Kept the guy's head locked between my knees. Simultaneously, the dickhead that was trying to kick me from the hood of the car, I managed to shove off the front of the hood of the car. Whole time, guys are trying to hit me from behind. Summer told me one of them had a flashlight and kept clocking me with it, but I didn't feel it. I got a backhander, too, in. I got hit, too, I know, but there's one backhand I clearly remember over the door that I'm really proud of because I know that fucker went home with a fucking shiner. I mean, it was a good, solid backhand right in the eye socket. Oh, he, if it fractured a cheekbone, I wouldn't be surprised. It was solid, you know. Ooh, I'd give just about anything to be able to land punches like that every fucking time. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be talking about this shit, but there's a point. It fucking hurt my hand. No. The point is. I got the better of them fellas. I fucked up their evening. There was no blood or anything, but... I walked back to the car. Summer's still in the driver's seat. I had her hop back over the console so I could get in. But before I got in, I looked back down towards the Porsche. Guys are getting in the Porsche to make their way on down the road, too, but... Left of them, a little further down the Highland Avenue, there's an Arby's fast food restaurant, and holy shit, sitting in the parking lot, two police officers, two Caucasian police officers, both watching everything that had just transpired, not moving a muscle, watching. I didn't give him a second look. I got in the Mercure. I drove around that Porsche and we fucking rolled. (coughs) Why didn't you drive off like I told you to? I asked Summer, looking in the rearview mirror, making sure that cop wasn't following us. I was going to, but... She informed me. I saw you had it under control, so I thought I better stay. I didn't begin to feel comfortable until we neared Hollywood Boulevard and I could see that the cops obviously weren't giving chase as I hooked a ride. Are you okay, baby? Summer asked, concerned. Yeah, I'm alright. Why didn't they come over and do anything? Who? I asked. Those police. She inquired. Despite the soreness I could already feel in my shoulders, I shrugged them. It was a white boy one. On the white boy one. Dean was a tall, slender, 40-something-year-old guy who lived in Simi Valley. Dean had looks. 
Dean had brains. Dean had money. Dean had a big house. And Dean had an infatuation with Summer. Yeah. One of Summer's book clients had given this guy Summer's home number, and I didn't like it naturally as a young man. It pissed me off that this fucking stranger is calling the house. Who the fuck is this? Especially because he wants to do my woman. Summer called him back just the same, and they set up a meeting for her to go out to Simi Valley, and, well... I wasn't invited at all. As a matter of fact, Dean had specifically asked for me not to show up and uh, for her just to drive on out and spend the whole fucking weekend. Yeah. I don't want to say how much money he gave her, but it was thousands. Thousands. Who the fuck was I? How the fuck could I compete with that shit? I couldn't. Dean was Summer's dream client. Young, good-looking guy with brains and money, and he wanted her like a mad dog. Yeah, he wanted her bad. When he saw her, Mm -hmm. there were gay guys that wanted Summer, okay? That's not an exaggeration. We went to Peanuts one night, and... There were more drag queens hitting on Summer than me, bitches. It got to the point where Dean would pay several thousand dollars to have her spend the entire night with him all the fucking time. Sometimes Summer wouldn't get back home until late the following next day. She loved it because of the large amount of money. I hated it. I hated it because I had dirty movies and jurgens. That's it. Yeah, I'd go up to fucking whorehouse video up there on the corner of La Brea. They had an adult section, a little video. When I saw John Cusack in there looking around one day. You can't deny it, John Cusack, you were there. Anyway, what was I babbling about? Fucking Dean. I was jealous, okay? But to Summer, there was nothing to be jealous about. She'd laugh. She was in a great mood. She loved the kind of money she was bringing in. Dean was giving her anything, everything, throwing money at her. There were so many fucking nights. I was sleeping in our bed on Poinsettia by myself. Yep. I mean, it was almost as if she was starting to spend more fucking time with Dean than me. All the time. This is true. We had to plan everything around what Dean wanted. On several occasions, I'd make dinner reservations or plan to go see a movie or something. But Summer would cancel to drive out to fucking Simi Valley. Go see but Dean. I swear, it's just for the money. He'll get tired of me soon enough. And I swear, we'll go on vacation or something. Fuck, Summer. Wine half drunk. Whatever. I'll fucking be here. Where else am I going? No, I didn't start acting like that a week or two after she started seeing Dean. That was after like a month or two, okay? It was just getting out of hand. And it was pissing me off. And the money wasn't worth it anymore. Summer kept swearing to me. 
assuring me that I wasn't losing her, but I felt like I was. That's why the weekend she had me drive her to Simi Valley so I could have the car for the weekend. Well, I drove her out to see me. I don't want to say exactly where, obviously, but I dropped her off in front of fucking Dean's gigantic fucking house. Prick. We kissed. I love you, Britt. Don't forget to pick me up on Sunday, okay? All right. I'll be back. She pulled the visor down, looked at her eyeliner, fixed her makeup, and ran her fingers through her long, beautiful auburn hair that was pulled back some. Please tell me this is going to end, Summer. I swear, Britt. Please. Okay. I love you, too. I'll see you Sunday, said, kissing her goodbye again, watching her walk up to the front fucking door. After I saw Deanie, who looked like John Lennon's younger brother, open up the front door and wave at me, I waved at him and then flipped him off when he wasn't looking and drove away. Fucker. After getting back to West Hollywood and our apartment on Poinsettia, I went back upstairs and I sat down at the coffee table with my address book. There was no way in hell I was going to sit on my ass in that fucking apartment again alone all fucking weekend. No way. I was getting the fuck out. I went to the kitchen and I called Barrick. Shit. He was busy with his new girlfriend. So then I called Christian. He was spending the weekend with his folks out at 29. Oh, fuck. I was about ready to just go to Formosa and get shit-faced, but nah. I called Barrick back. He had a new girlfriend, and I asked him if he wouldn't mind if I called his ex, Michelle, on Janine. Just as with B, I was tickled to death when he gave his blessing. I didn't realize it at the time, but it was starting to become a habit. The next call was to beautiful 18-year-old Michelle who lived on Janine. Hello. Hey, Michelle. I cheered. What are you doing? Hi. She returned with equal enthusiasm. What are you doing? (laughs) I laughed. Haven't talked to you in months. Yeah, not since me and Barrick broke up. I fell back in one of the dining room chairs next to the uh, glass wicker dining room table. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I still consider you a friend, so I just touch base. What are you doing? I was trying to find something to do tonight, and... Nobody's doing anything. I don't want to sit around the apartment by myself. Where's Summer? She's with the friend out in Simi Valley. She's going to be gone till Sunday. Again. Having said that, I got nothing but silence from Michelle's end of the line. What are you doing? I asked. We're doing our final performance of, um... Guys and dolls tonight with a rap party afterwards. Why don't you come out and see me? Oh. Come out. Come out here. Can I? I smiled. Yeah. Come pick me up. Well, you know what? The two of us agreed I'd pick her up at the rap party around 10 o'clock. She gave me the address of the director's house in Whittier, California. I mapped it out on the old Thomas Guide. I knew exactly what I was doing. I didn't know why. I just knew that I still felt alone. I didn't want to. 
so fucking easy to feel sorry for yourself in that kind of shit. Damn right I felt sorry for myself. You're damn right. I was addressing it the only way I knew how. Ignore what was happening completely. Pretend like I was single and go get laid. It was one of the most selfish moves I had ever made. And, well, I'm sure it was only fitting. I walk over to Alta Vista and borrow my second wife's ninja to make the drive to Whittier. down poinsettia chapter 26 wholesomely hurtful affection something like that anyway it's a copywritten text honky tonkers stay the joke man show of course be back on friday high noon till then bye candios me
Mm-hmm. <laughs>